The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Mike Patria. Happy Saturday. Welcome. It is July 17th. We got some wonderful Game 5 playoff action on our hands. Series tied up 2-2 two to two as the Bucks just took two games on their own home court. Traveling back to Phoenix today. Really excited about this game. Uh, just when people thought it was over after the first two games in Phoenix, we have ourselves a series. An exciting one, uh, nonetheless. So, uh, we're going to jump right into things. We're going to start breaking down my picks, who I'm looking at, kind of my game strategy surrounding, uh, I guess, just how I'm building my lineups and the game script in general. And that's what you're going to find that I use a lot of the times during the showdown slates is uh, you got to stick to your game script. Game scripts are going to be the most important thing. And uh, it simply just starts with how you think this game's going to go. Uh, but before we jump into anything, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsors over at my bookie. Guys, head over to mybookie.ag to check out the number one sports book out there, the number one sports book that we put our name behind because we want to attach our name to something that is gold. And that's what mybookie is, guys. If you head over there and use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, they'll match your deposit on up to $1,000, 50%. So it's free money. They're going to give you guys free money to play with, whether you want to use it on the NBA Finals, whether you want to use it in MLB, you can parlay, put it all together, save it for football season. Uh, whatever you want to do, you can head over there. And they even have a fully-fledged casino platform. So let's say your your bets aren't riding too hot and you want a chance to you know make your money back. You can do that, whether it's blackjack, roulette, craps. Uh, they even got some uh, slot machines, all the table games that you can imagine at your local shindig over there. Uh, and like I said, free money when you use that promo code HOOPBALL. So check it out, guys. Promo code HOOPBALL over at mybookie.ag. Also, I want to take a, a quick second just to give a little birthday shout out to Mr. Santino Cocone, my good buddy, my good friend, my co-host, my cohort, my right-hand man in this whole thing. I uh, had his birthday yesterday. I think he turned the big 29. Uh, so I just want to give a quick shout out if you guys are listening. Maybe get him out of Twitter. Give him a happy belated. I'm sure he would love it. Probably not. He's one of those guys that you know doesn't like the birthday wishes. Nah. But big 2-9. Big 2-9. Known this guy for a long time. Uh, and it's awesome. It's awesome getting to work with your friends and getting to do this with one of my good friends. And listen, the dude knows his stuff. And I didn't just bring him on because he's one of my friends. It's because the kid is a sports whiz. Uh, the dude knows everything about everything. He is one of those guys that is like a rain man when it comes to looking stuff up and remembering that kind of stuff. So wish you could be on the show, but he's enjoying his birthday weekend. So I'm here to cover for him, and we're going to break this down pretty smoothly. I've uh, been doing pretty well over the past two slates when we're talking about these showdown slates. Uh, game scripted them both. Uh, as we know, it's basically been the, the tale of home court advantage throughout this entire series. Phoenix starting off uh, 2-0 when they had both of their home court uh, advantage games. So uh, they're going back to Phoenix now, and that's kind of how I'm game scripting this one. I got Phoenix winning. I expect it to be a fairly close game. I don't expect it to be any blowouts or anything like that, whether it's a you know three- to six-point game. Somewhere around there is where I'm game scripting it. So that, that leaves us available options pretty much all over the place. Excuse me. Got to get the got to get the sip of water. And that's that's very important. So you heard me say it off the rip that game scripting is going to be super important when you're making these lineups and when you're kind of taking your approach to this. And 
We've also noticed that there's uh, there's been some price increases. So Giannis now is up to 12.6 uh, in just your utility spot, obviously more expensive than the captain spot. When you hear me break this down, I'm pretty much just going to be giving the utility prices. And then I'll go in there and give you some of my favorite picks and things like that for who I liked in the captain spot. But I do have Phoenix winning this game, like I said, by a small margin. Now, Phoenix has also been a much, much better home team throughout this entire playoff series. Uh, it's definitely something that is worth noting. I believe they're scoring an average of about seven more points uh, on their own home court and three less turnovers. So when you think about that in an offensive perspective, uh, that is going to be better for just about everybody. Uh, you know, Chris Paul has been struggling over the past few games. DeAndre Ayton has been struggling over the past few games. And I kind of think this is a good opportunity for the, both those guys to right the ship. So normally I start with the away team, but kind of already feel like I'm pretty deep on this uh, on this Suns team. So we'll just continue with this. Uh, I'm I'm not going back to the Devin Booker well. I'm not again. You always hear me say this when you talk about any talent, any stud, any superstar like a guy like Devin Booker, Chris Paul. Uh, even Drew Holiday, we'll get to him in a little while. Now, if you want to play these guys, all the power to you. I won't fault you. I just try to take a stance. I'm not out here mass multi-entering. I'm not going to be building myself 20 to 50 lineups where I'm taking a couple stabs here and there. During these showdown slates, I usually put out maybe one, two tops, maybe three lineups, and I roll with those. So I, I, I try to stick to my guns on this. So Devin Booker is probably going to be the one stud on the Suns that I'm looking to fade. Simply because I just don't expect another 17 of 28 shooting game, him dropping another 42 points. I know he has that in him. But we also saw that he kind of had to step up and score simply because Paul and DeAndre uh, Ayton couldn't. Uh, Jay Crowder was the second leading scorer with 15 points. And it's not very often on a team with all these guys that Jay Crowder will be the second leading scorer. So, And then when you look at some of the ancillary stats over the past few games, uh, they just haven't really been there for Booker. Uh, you know, he only has about one stock over the past two games. Uh, which is, you know, not going to be huge. He's not a defensive force like Giannis, who we're expecting to get like two and two. But that's that's big. Uh, two points here, four points there. If he gets a couple steals, uh, that's a big boost for his value. And obviously, with Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, uh, when both these guys are clicking, you know, Paul's going to have the ball in his hands. He's going to take the majority of the assists. Ayton is a rebounding machine, so there's not a lot of rebounds left over for these wing guards, especially with Devin Booker playing majority of the time and the on the perimeter. Just because that has been a recipe for beating the Bucks is from the three-point land. So uh, I will be fading Devin Booker, but I am going right back to the well with DeAndre and Absolutely love him in this matchup. I've said it probably about 10 times already. And he's had the worst shooting performance in this last game uh, that he's had in pretty much the last month. So I'm expecting him to right the ship. I'm not paying attention to that three of nine shooting game. I'm expecting a much, much better game from him. The rebounds were there, 17 rebounds in that last one. If he hits five or six shots, uh, we're looking at a much, much different performance. We're looking at probably a guy that would have won a lot of people a lot of money. Now, is he a captain? I think so. Uh, I do. I do. I think he is going to be my captain coming into this. I like his price tag. He's cheaper than Booker, Paw. Uh, obviously Giannis and obviously Middleton as well. So when you get him up there, I can still afford to get a Giannis, get a Middleton and get Chris Paul in my lineup. So I'm going right back to the well, DeAndre, and he is my favorite in the captain spot. I also am going right back to the well, Chris Paul. Uh, obviously if you haven't noticed, he is dealing with an injury. He, uh, he has, uh, partially torn ligaments in his hand. He says it's not an issue. Anybody that says it's not an issue is there. He's just a gamer. We know that Chris Paul's not gonna make excuses for himself, but uh, he still showed in the early part of the series when he was still dealing with that same injury that he has big game performances in him. It's not hindering him too much. Uh, so despite all these recent turnovers that he's been having in the past three games, which is very unpaul like I'm expecting him to write the ship, going back to their home court, having that extra day's rest is also going to be very, very big for him. So I am going right back there. So my two top options on this Sun team, 
will be DeAndre Ayton and then Chris Paul. And then when we're looking at some of these ancillary pieces, some of them are getting so some of them are starting to get a little bit priced up. Uh, I think Cam Johnson's still a fantastic value play. He's only a couple hundred dollars more than a guy like PJ Tucker at face value. I'd much rather have Cam Johnson. Tucker is going to play close to like you know eight to ten more minutes than him, but not a good point per minute producer. Cam Johnson, they're going to need his spacing. They're going to need his three point attempts. Uh, it makes a lot lot less work for uh, DeAndre Ayton inside that paint when he starts to pull their threes and their fours a little bit further out. So I'm all for Cam Johnson. And then I think the other option I want to take a good look at would be a guy like Campaign. Now, I never like to pair two point guards from the same team because they could eat into his value. Like I said uh, the other day when I was playing Jeff Teague, you know, I like Jeff Teague. I like the way he was playing. I'm never expecting a huge, huge game or anything like that from him, especially in limited minutes. Not a high usage guy. But if something does happen to the guy in front of him, like Drew Holiday, whether it's an injury or foul trouble, man next up is going to get the big boost. So, but we we're seeing we're starting to see a big bump for all these value plays. You know, I was playing Tory Craig the past two days. He's now up to twenty four hundred. So we're not getting that eighteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollar value from these guys anymore that we can just jam in there, knowing that they're playing ten to twelve minutes. If they get us five to ten DK points, we'll take it. So you could play him. I'm not going to say he's out of play, but when I find myself playing campaign, I find or I mean I'm sorry, not campaign. When I find myself playing Tory Craig, I find myself leaving a little bit more money than I would like on the table. So. I think I'm going to try to avoid that one for the most part. Now, looking at some of these other options that we have uh, on the Suns team, Frank Kaminsky did not even get a click of minutes last night or last game. That could change with the you know losing two games in a row. I'm not going to put my eggs in that basket. Too risky for that. I think he's strictly a GPP play, and if you want to go that way, I completely understand. Just not going to be my uh, not my bread and butter over there. Now, sliding over to the Bucks side of the ball, Giannis, 12-6, coming in as the most high, uh, expensive, highest-priced guy on the slate. You're playing Giannis. Let's, don't get cute. I don't know if this is the slate. I, and then, listen, I've, I've taken a couple off the chin. I, I've doubled and tripled my money over the past three days, uh, or past three games, without playing Giannis in the captain spot. But I believe over the last two games, he was in the winning lineup and in the captain spot. So, I'm not going to say you can't play him there. I, I probably won't. I just don't feel too comfortable with that. I don't like the other options I'm able to get, especially with that little price bump. Because as Giannis' price went up, so did guys like Torrey Craig and Jeff Teague. And those were the guys that we were playing with Giannis a few hundred dollars cheaper in our captain spot. So it's getting harder and harder to get him in that captain spot. So I'm probably going to fade him in the captain spot. I already talked about going with DeAndre and I have him game scripted out to win this one. You can go with Chris Middleton in that captain spot if you feel a little bit better. I think Middleton's just going to continue to play well. The shot attempts have been there for him. He's chipping in assists. Uh, he's chipping in steals, chipping in rebounds. He's just putting up, putting up all around good performance games. So those are obviously the two top options. You probably don't need me to tell you that, but sometimes a little context behind where we're going to play them and what uh, situations we can play them in might help you. Again, I'm, I'm staying away from Drew Holiday. I've touched on it several, several times. I do not want to play Drew Holiday as long as he's going to be focusing on defense. And uh, it was like music to my ears seeing the quote that came out after last game when he was asked, uh, you know, are, are you getting tired? <laughs> and he said, uh, I, you know, actually the exact quote I'm pretty sure was uh, he was asked about the pressure he was applying on Chris Paul and if it made a difference. And he goes, and I quote, I hope so, because I'm tired. That's the point of doing this, right? So he's clearly he's clearly feeling it on the other end, on the offensive end. When we're talking about guys shooting four of 20 in the last game, he's been actually struggling from the floor all throughout this playoff series. Uh, so I, I just can't go to him. I can't trust him as much right now. He's a great tournament play just because I'm sure a lot of other people are feeling the same way, and the ownership will be down on him compared to Giannis and compared to Middleton. 
but with all this guy for 42 to 43 minutes, he's going to be locked on Chris Paul, locked on Devin Booker, chasing these two guys around, focusing on the defense, trying to make things uncomfortable for him. Because if you can make Chris Paul uncomfortable, it's going to make DeAndre Ayton uncomfortable. It's going to make Devin Booker have to work harder for his own shots. He's going to have to play a little bit more ISO. He's going to be taking more mid-range pull-up jumpers. So for those reasons, I will not be playing Drew Holiday. Now, other ancillary Bucks options, we have plenty of them. I think this is probably where you're going to see a lot of that mid-tier value. My mid-tier value, I mean those guys priced around you know 36 to 6K. We have several options. Brook Lopez's minutes have been down over the past two games, barely creeping over 20. He's an option. He hit a lot of his shots in the last one, got to the line six times, I believe, uh, and hit six to six. So Brooke Lopez is being able to stretch the floor is huge, but they're not. They're also not afraid to play Bobby Portis. And these two guys kind of, uh, you know, pivot to pivot off of each other. Uh, Brooke Lopez at six K, Bobby Portis at fifty seven. You're not going to want to play both these guys together. If something happens to one, the other one should get a couple more minutes. But we also seen them fully willing to go with some small ball. Giannis at the five, PJ Tucker at the four. I've touched on P.J. Tucker several times throughout these, this series. He's not a high point permanent guy. He's mainly a defensive force. He's going to be in the corner hitting some knockdown threes. He might get you a steal. He might get you a block. Uh, but for the price tag, I do prefer Cam Johnson on the other side of the ball for only $400 more. But if you happen to land on P.J. Tucker, it's not a bad option at $3,600. And then after that, I think the only other option I'm really, really you know, genuinely interested in would be Pat Connaughton. Uh, he's the top option for me coming off the Bucks bench. You could go back to that Jeff T, but he's more of a you know break uh, glass in case of emergency option. If everything just feels right and you just love your lineup, you only got 1800 or 2K left, sure, you could throw Jeff T in there because his basic role and job has been doing what Drew Holiday is doing for the five to ten minutes that Drew Holiday is not doing it. And it's just trying to apply as much pressure as he could make them feel uncomfortable. Don't pay attention to P.J. Tucker's minutes in that last one, too. Uh, he, he was in a little bit of foul trouble, had five fouls. So I would expect him to, instead, instead of playing 29, he's probably going to be looking at more like that 35 to 36-minute range. Pat Connaughton, though, again, they're going to need this guy spacing. They're going to need his three-point attempts. He had nine rebounds in that last one, not expecting him to get nine rebounds every single game or anything like that. But he was also a team-high plus 21 and, uh, in the box score. So... When you're talking about just how effective he is, he is. He's very effective. Played 32 minutes in the past two games. He's played at least 30 minutes. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, past three games, he's played at least 30 minutes. So his role is secure coming off that bench, and he fit that small ball build when they decide to throw Giannis at the five or Tucker at the five. He's the guy that comes onto the floor, plays that two while Middleton slides up to the three, Holiday at the one. And I think that's been their most successful lineup so far is just playing their starters as many minutes as possible, playing small, trying to push the tempo, push the pace. And what it's doing is it's, it's putting Phoenix in an uncomfortable situation. They're, they're Phoenix is used to controlling the tempo, playing good team basketball. And when you put them in that situation, they have to adjust. Now, is this the game that they adjust? I do think it is. I think with, on their home court, uh, it is a good chance for them to kind of take this one. And it's a must-win situation for Phoenix. So let's just put it, put it out there as it is. They need to win this game or else they're in trouble. Because after this game, they go back to Milwaukee. And if Milwaukee wins tonight... Uh, they got a good chance to close out the finals on their own home court. So I'm expecting uh, big minutes for a lot of these guys on Phoenix. I wouldn't be shocked if Chris Paul plays 40. I wouldn't be shocked if Aiton plays 40. wouldn't be shocked if Booker plays 40. These Crowder's another guy. Uh, Crowder's always in play for me. I, I kind of like you know shifted off of him a little bit in that last one. I didn't really touch on him when we were talking about the Suns. And it's simply just because he's starting to creep up there in price. He's only $300 cheaper than DeAndre Ayton. And when push comes to shove, uh, there's not a day in my life where I'll play Jay Crowder over DeAndre Ayton unless it's strictly based on ownership. And even then, I still wouldn't feel good about it. I would rather just eat the chalk and play 
DeAndre Ayton. So that's the quick synopsis of how I'm approaching this slate, what I'm looking at, kind of my game script, and how I'm going to be building a couple of my lineups. But um, I'll give it a little little brief run through on the Vegas totals and the game lines. 218 game total, Phoenix favored by three and a half, and that is because they're on their home court. As far as my top options, most expensive options on the slate, Giannis is the gimme. Uh, play him, no doubt about it. Don't be stupid, just play him. Uh, don't get cute. You'll lose more money getting cute in a, in a series like this if you don't play Giannis. But, you know, realistic top options, I guess, guys that are like that 7,700 range and up. I already told you it's going to be DeAndre Ayton for me. He's going to be my captain spot. Uh, good mid-tier option for you guys. I would probably lean Cam Johnson. Eh, we'll go Connaughton. He's a little bit more expensive. And for the value, we'll go with Cam Johnson over there. So there we go. Quick 15 minutes run through. 16 minutes now. And that's all I got for you guys. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you want to find me on Twitter, got any questions you want to ask me leading up to game time, whenever it is, I'll be available. Get at me on Twitter at Micapatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And while you're at it, we'd really appreciate it if you guys just hop on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you might be listening to this. Give us a five-star, thumbs-up review, subscribe, get the notification whenever we release a podcast, all that good stuff. Uh, allows us to kind of get a little bit better at what we do and provide you guys the best information that's possible. So we really do check those. We read those comments. We want to see how we can always tool and uh, retool to be better for you guys. But that's it. We'll be back for game six, potentially even a game seven. Hopefully. Who doesn't want to see game seven of, uh, of the NBA finals, despite what side of the, unless you're a Phoenix or Milwaukee fan. Again, no horses in the race. Uh, but I'm hoping for a nice little game seven. But again, thank you guys for listening. Take care, and let's go crush some GPPs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.